last week walking the halls of Hariri and seeing a really strong sense of camaraderie and friendship and community in the halls, in the study rooms. And I don't know, there's this energy or the spirit of like just friendship and positivity. And despite everything, that's something that I'm really proud that was able to happen in a way that's like genuine and organic, despite the situations that we've been in. And the second thing I'm most proud of is my board, um, because I'm just so proud of Mike and Sam and everybody else who really stepped up to the plate and put their best foot forward and thought creatively about how we can best serve our students, how we can best serve the community, and how we can connect with one another as leaders and as stewards of the university. It was challenging to navigate these uncertain times and you just had to learn to be flexible and move with the flow and do what you could. And I think it was a really great opportunity to learn because there's not a lot of times where you can be put in a position where you really have so much uncertainty and you have to learn to kind of sink or swim. And it was really unique to have that opportunity as a student leader. And I think we all thrived um, from it. So I'm really proud of everyone in our board for being able to navigate the challenging times we definitely were in. On today's roundtable episode, Stephanie Morales and Alina Rosenthal joined Sam and me. Stephanie and Alina led the Student Government Association over the last year. Stephanie is president and Alina is vice president. Sam and I had the pleasure of serving with them on the board. Before joining MSB, Stephanie worked in wealth management and spent her summer with Next Era Energy Resources while conducting research for the World Bank Group. Alina was in hospitality marketing before coming to McDonough. She interned with Microsoft over the summer as a product marketing manager and has signed on with Microsoft full-time following graduation. From experience working closely with them, we can tell you that both are passionate about fostering inclusive communities, cultivating strong relationships, and finding ways to create sustainable long-term solutions. While no longer in positions of leadership, Stephanie and Alina will continue to encourage and support the student body and university. We're at the round table. Glad to see you guys. Steph and Alina, thanks for joining us and taking some time. I just want to kick it off there. And first and foremost, thank you for leading us and leading the board. Sam and I thoroughly enjoyed our time working with you guys. And just to touch on that last part and the intro about wanting to stay involved and continue the leadership and service that you guys put forth for the last year. I was just curious, why was serving as president and vice president so meaningful and in such a way that you still want to continue to be involved after your tenure ends? Sure. So I think for me, it was really just wanting to bring back and continue to strengthen this sense of community that I felt like was kind of lost the first couple months when we started business school. You know, I think our class was and and continues to be in a really unique position, given the fact that we started as an all virtual class and we were virtual for a whole year. And not only was it like navigating the pandemic, but it was also navigating what it's like to be a, a B school student online. And how do you build those relationships? How do you build those connections, those friendships? How do you add to your network, right? Because that's a really big part of business school. So for me, I just felt like 
I have always really valued a strong community and a strong sense of connection to other people. And that's something that I seek out and, and build in my personal life. And I just felt like, why not? Like we are all virtual. So we kind of lost some time there. And what can I do? Or how can I be of service to others so that we don't lose any more time? Yeah, I think for me, it was, I wasn't really involved in my undergrad career. And I'd met Steph and she presented this opportunity to give back through leadership to our peers and doing it as a team. And so I was really intrigued by that opportunity. And I felt like this was the right time, the right platform. Like Steph mentioned, like it was an opportunity for us to make a difference in a time when people were frustrated because it was COVID and things weren't normal. And so I kind of took a leap of faith and said, well, I'm going to try my best in partnership with Steph and see what we can do. And that's kind of what intrigued me to not only take this position, but what continues to motivate me as we end out our tenure and move on is it's basically just that opportunity to give back to our peers. So what were you most proud of over the past year? I'm most proud of two things. One being last week walking the halls of Hariri and seeing a really strong sense of camaraderie and friendship and community in the halls, in the study rooms. And I don't know, there's this energy or this spirit of like, just friendship and positivity. And despite everything, that's something that I'm really proud that was able to happen in a way that's like genuine and organic, despite the situations that we've been in. And the second thing I'm most proud of is my board. Um, because I'm just so proud of Mike and Sam and everybody else who really stepped up to the plate and put their best foot forward and thought creatively about how we can best serve our students, how we can best serve the community and how we can connect with one another as leaders and as stewards of the university. Well said, Steph. I think what I'm most proud of, and I can't take the credit, I'm proud of like all the amazing things the board has done, ranging from this podcast to International Fest, to things like I wasn't even as involved of, just being able to help, I guess, steward and make sure that they had what they need to make their events become a reality makes me really proud to see that we were all able to put on these really memorable, incredible events for the student body that people will hopefully think of in 10 years when they reflect on their experience in business school. Yeah, from from my perspective, I don't know what I expected from a SGA board position, but I don't think maybe this isn't normal for an SGA board position at McDonough. Maybe partly it's the realities of carving out student experiences in the midst of a pandemic, but I didn't think we would have quite as much leeway to kind of plan and execute events in the way that we were able to. So yeah, I think we did the peach and cupcake stuff yesterday, not yesterday, last week, sorry. That was really nice just seeing so many people in one space and everyone getting on. And I think it has been nice to be able to do those kind of events, taking kind of the lead from the program office, but also really, if we didn't do them, no one else was going to do them, right? So yeah, it was good. Yeah, when Steph, you mentioned like going to the halls and seeing all the camaraderie and people mingling and and chatting and and just sharing in the experience. That's what I thought of was the with the pizza and cupcakes event. It sounds so silly, but like it was 
like in that moment, I was like, wow, this is bringing people together and everyone's having fun, good time and good way to kind of take the pressure off during such a stressful time in the semester. And Sam, hats off to you for putting that together. And Sam as VP of social was integral in creating that community and the environment where people get to let loose and just relax and enjoy each other, meet each other and be able to come together. So I guess thank you to all you guys for not only helping my experience, but I'm sure everyone else's experience in the community. So thank you for all you guys have done this year. What was the most challenging part for you guys? I'll take this. (laughs) First, I would say that we didn't, we had a ton of challenges we faced, which I imagine any board will. But I think navigating the unknown, this is the first time we've all been through a pandemic. That doesn't mean just us individually, but us in these positions. And then of course, the university. So things were always changing. Regulations were changing. What we could do was changing. What would be approved for us to do was changing. And so it was challenging to navigate these uncertain times. And you just had to learn to be flexible and move with the flow and do what you could. And I think it was a really great opportunity to learn because there's not a lot of times where you can be put in a position where you really have so much uncertainty and you have to learn to kind of sink or swim. And it was really unique to have that opportunity as a student leader. And I think we all thrived um, from it. So I'm really proud of everyone in our board for being able to navigate the challenging times we definitely were in. Yeah, I think Alina's put it the best way possible. Something that I was worried about despite everything Alina just said was also kind of thinking about the students and like what is their appetite for community what is their interest in the events and the things we want to do and like because we were you know all virtual for the first year like how as a leader can I gauge that people can only fill out so many freaking google surveys before they just like don't care anymore for me it was also this added piece of like what do they want? How can I help build community? How can, you know, as a board, how can we brainstorm or or think about things that would be of interest that are helpful, that are feasible for us to do and and to to put on? I look back and I'm like, "Eh, you know, eh, attendance wasn't so high, but like, was it because of the event was on Zoom or was it because people, you know, just couldn't make it or, you know, or maybe there just wasn't interest for it. And then other times I'm like, oh, wow, we ordered a hundred plus pizzas and they were every single slice was gone and a hundred plus cupcakes and those were all gone. So it's like, you know, kind of gauging what students want and, and how we can cater to them was kind of hard too, to be honest. So what I'm hearing you say is when in doubt, just, just give them free food. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the takeaway, actually. And free food and, 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 and booze, right? And and some beers for Thursday social. Those always go down well. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely been like a masterclass in like ambiguity to Alina's point, right? I think I think it's fair to say that the experience of being on the SGA board and dealing with that kind of uncertainty has been more valuable than maybe like any elective I've done. Uh, across the semesters because it's like real hands-on professional experience dealing with like a whole variety of stakeholders navigating those people yeah it's been wild but I've come out of it with 
a whole new toolbox and tool set about which I can now apply to uh, commercial situations and business situations, which is the whole point of business school, right? Like I feel without being melodramatic, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So I definitely feel prepared for all sorts of situations going forward. That's a great segue because that was kind of my next question teed me up. What experiences or learnings did you take away from your SGA experience besides navigating the ambiguity that you can leverage in your full-time job after school? There was so much, honestly. And maybe it's not, I will leverage it immediately, but Steph and I had to manage a board of 14 people. That's no easy task. It's a really serious task. And so learning how to set standards and then talking to people when they weren't meeting those standards and making sure that we were having conversations that were constructive, not destructive. It gave me a lot of experience dealing with other people that I hadn't previously had. And I think that will come a long way when hopefully I'm a leader of a team one day and I can reflect on that and be like, oh, well, this may have not been the best tactic I took when I was in business school, but I learned from that. And that's making me a better leader, a better listener, a better manager today to make sure that whoever I work with in the future continues to feel supported. And so it was really, it was amazing. It was a great opportunity to practice that. And I think it was invaluable. As Sam said, it really gave me hands-on experience and like a toolbox that I never even dreamed of having, but now I'm armed and ready to enter the professional world with it. Nice. I love that. Steph, how about you? It's like, Managing people is hard. Trying to keep people motivated is hard. Getting everybody to make sure like their values are aligned or their priorities are aligned. And when you've got 14 different personalities and 14 different roles that have different missions and and goals, but yeah, you got to sometimes wrangle everybody in and be like, okay, let's think about this. I definitely learned a lot of lessons and I think I'm still learning. Like I reflect back on our time and I'm like, different conversations and different situations that we had. And yeah, I think everything Alina said, she put it perfectly. Me and Sam didn't really get a peek into your inner workings with the program office and the deans and stuff, but like from the outside looking in on your day-to-day within the board, I feel like working with the powers that be to get your goals accomplished was probably pretty tricky to navigate and a good learning experience. Is that close? Is that accurate? Yeah, I would say it definitely was. And a lot of that I think had to do, which what I touched on previously with COVID, this is the first time Georgetown's gone through a global pandemic. So everything was changing. They were just trying to make sure the student body was safe. And that meant that one day something would be all green and go for it. And one day it wouldn't. And so it was challenging, but I think we we all t- t- learned a lot from it and learned how to be really flexible. But it also gave us some really good insight into how the universities run and how decisions are made. And I speak for myself in this. Instead of f- be filled with frustration about uncertainty, it gave me answers where now I understood why things were being done the way they were. So it gave me some peace of mind. But it was no easy task. I actually learned a lot from working really closely with the program office. And I learned about my like our spheres of influence and what was feasible and what was not. And I think 
having that in the back of your mind also makes your leadership ability stronger because you know like what buttons are worth pushing and which ones aren't. Steph, do you have anything to add? I would just say that there was a point when I was extremely frustrated because I wasn't getting the answers that I needed and I wasn't getting clarity. And I was like, what else can I do? I realized, well, there's another avenue that I can take to maybe get some more clarity or some more information. And that was through joining GradGov. And so that was kind of an opportunity that I was like, let me see what rooms and what conversations I can be in and what additional information is out there and is available so I can bring it back to my board, so I can bring it back to students and even back to the program office sometimes, you know? So I think that that helped us with that. And and Sam is also a grad gob and, and Shoah Shalab. So I think we took it upon ourselves to kind of see what else was out there in terms of information and opportunities so that we could better serve our students and better facilitate communication around things. How does the GradGov and the SGA within MSB differ in terms of operationally? And GradGov is obviously on a bigger scale, but like what were kind of some of the differences you noticed? Yeah. So in GradGov, each graduate school has senators that are elected by their students of that graduate school. So for MSB, uh, Sam, Shalab, myself, along with three other representatives. So we have meetings and we sit with all of the other senators from the other graduate schools. And then they have a president, a vice president, and so forth, a board as well. And as I learned that every student in the graduate school pays a student activities fee, that student activities fee is pooled together from every student in all of the graduate schools into this big pool of money that GradGov manages. And the board puts to a vote amongst all the senators how they want to use those funds. So that is something that I didn't know that is available to graduate schools if they have events or different, you know, situations can apply to have GradGov allocate some money to them. From an organizational or like operational perspective, there's a board just like how we have SGA and the president and some of those board members meet directly with the president of the university. They also meet with provosts and they also meet with like different board of director people that basically you know, make the decisions for all of the graduate schools, not all of the decisions, but they, they deal with a lot. And so that's kind of unique in that aspect. So if there's a decision that the provost or the president of the graduate schools makes, you know, grad gov is, is privy to that information and sometimes may or may not kind of know what's coming down the pipeline a little bit sooner, or at least be aware of conversations that are being had at the larger level. Gotcha. I'll throw this out to all three of you guys, like where do you hope the student government and MSB goes from here now that our time has come to an end? That's a tough one, Mike. I think it'll be really interesting because our time on SGA was different. Mm -hmm. I hope that the future board learns from some of our past mistakes, but also continues to do some of the amazing traditions that we didn't get a chance to do uh, for the future student bodies. I hope that they don't die because of the pandemic. But I think they'll be great and I'm excited to see what they do and I wish them all the best. Yeah, I think it's it's difficult, right? Because we're only here for two years and we get like a brief insight into what the board that precedes us 
does and the one before them and the one before them. So it's it's hard to gauge how much longevity there is in, you know, insofar as there's like a permanent student population at MSB or, you know, like a, like, does it just shed its skin and reinvents itself each year? I don't know. But I think there are certainly some, you know, events and some best practices that we've established in relation to students, in relation to the program office, particularly my, I even say managing up, which is important in every organization, but it's certainly important with us. You know, Alina talked about understanding where to push and pull, where to perhaps guide, where to represent the best interests of the students kind of up to the MSB level and up to the university level. Uh, I think it's going to be a balance of us doing our best to pass on those best practices, but also understanding that the next board are their own, you know, they're their own guys. They're going to have their own ideas of what's good. They're going to like some of the stuff we did. They're going to not like some of the stuff we did. And yeah, I just hope that they can build on the momentum that I think we've created coming out of this really horrible <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah, I echo everything that Sam and Alina said. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, being a leader in any capacity, but especially like within the Student Government Association, you know, like we're, we're, we're a large program. We've got over 500 people. And I think when, you know, the next board comes into play, I think just always remembering that at the end of the day, you are stewards of the students and of the university and you were elected by the students of the program and be grateful because, you know, majority of 500 people elected you um, and they respect you and they want to see you serve them and, and serve the greater community. So, yeah. I wanted to pick up on something that Alina just said. And in the spirit of reflecting and self-assessing, you mentioned our mistakes. I wanted to just kind of follow up on that and get your thoughts on what you think were some of our mistakes. And then on the flip side, like what you think we all did well. Mike, you're really coming at us with these hard questions. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> got to make it interesting. Yeah, definitely. I guess some of the mistakes, I think something that we may have lacked at times was patience, patience for the answer, patience and understanding that the answers aren't always there and they're not always clear. And then some of the things I think we did well is I think we asked a lot of questions. We pushed back when we needed to, and we tried our hardest to represent the interests of the student body. While I know that like we weren't perfect, I think we did the best with the cards we were dealt. And all we can do moving forward is arm the next administration by giving them the knowledge we have and, and sending them on their way. Oh, okay. Mistakes. I know a couple that I personally uh, wasn't so great at, <laughs> um, you know, had a couple moments there, but I think ultimately this is like really difficult to admit, but I think I as a leader could have done a better job of listening and like actively listening to the program office, to the students and listening with patience too. I think it was just so many moving pieces and so many moving parts all the time. And not only were those pieces moving, but they were changing. And, you know, it's just an unfortunate result of the situation that we were in. So for me personally, I definitely could have done a better job of, of listening with patience and, and listening with intention to the students, to the university, 
and to even, I'm sure, some of my board members. But what I am really proud of is how the board has managed to lean on one another. And I think we all have this really great understanding that we are a team and like we are here to help each other to serve the students and lean on other club leaders as well to bring more events and more quality events to the students. And I think leadership at MSB is just phenomenal. Like all of the leaders from the clubs, from our board have just been able to communicate and like lean on each other when we need that. And so that's something I'm really proud of. Yeah. I I want to kind of echo what Alina said, well, what both Steph and Alina said, but I think, you know, part of being on SGA, it's going to be asking lots of questions, wanting answers uh, on things like policy and events. And part of being on SGA and something that I've learned is that sometimes those answers just don't exist. Like for whatever reason, like there isn't a straight answer. There's not a yes or no. And part of being on SGA, part of being in any organization really is feeling empowered to be part of what that answer can be and feeling empowered to help craft the solution in concert with everyone. Cause there's going to be a lot of that. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of that with us. I think ambiguity is the common thread that is running through this interview and if the answer doesn't exist that's okay but just know that as an elected student representative you should feel empowered to help find what that answer is and to Steph's point I hope the board coming in is going to be as lucky as we were because everyone was going happy to pitch in like literally whenever you needed help with any event or any initiative or anything there was always someone there to pitch in so you know I hope that the next board can experience that the way we did. Yeah that was certainly something I think my biggest takeaway from my experience on the board was how supportive everybody was of one another. And that was really important and it meant a lot to me and I'm sure everybody else involved. It was just a great environment to work in and be a part of. So thanks again for cultivating that. And for me, with the next board coming in, I think that's crucial. Like that's the first step you got to take to then establish that trust and support system to then, okay, now what are we going to accomplish? It becomes a little easier to kind of get things done once everyone's on the same page, I think. So hats off to you. And for me, and I'm sure Sam, it was a wonderful experience working with you guys. So thanks again for your energy and effort because it was a crazy, <laughs> this was a crazy, crazy year, year and a half that we went to business school in. And I don't know if it'll ever be like it again. So it was pretty wild, the stuff that we had to deal with and go through any kind of parting words or uh, words of advice for the students and the incoming board. Now that you guys are on your way out. I guess just thank you to everybody. Thank you to our board for all the amazing work they did. Thank you to program office for supporting us. Thank you to the student body for believing in all of us because without the student body, we wouldn't be here today. And then to the next board, I can say like a mistake I made is I probably didn't leverage our outgoing presidents as much as I should have. And so I want to tell them like, we're always here. No question, big or small is going to bother us. We want to see them succeed. And so whatever we can do to help, we'll be here no matter if we've graduated or not. So good luck to them. I'm really excited to see what they can do. I would just say like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to to the program office, to the students, to our board, Mike, 
you taking the initiative to do this podcast and continuing it, you know, is just like insane. And I'm so, so proud of you. And I would just ask, you know, to the students and and to the new board coming in is be kind, be kind to yourselves, be patient with yourselves and be patient with each other. You know, being a leader, especially like being an SGA is FYI, it's kind of a part-time job, folks. <laughs> so in addition to school and all the personal stuff you have going on and recruiting and pursuit of happiness, you know, you've also got this responsibility and the sense of duty that you've been elected so graciously by your peers. So just be kind to yourselves as you navigate being a leader and to the students, be kind to each other and, and be kind to your SGA and be patient with them because at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're going to try their best to serve you. So, Sam, you got anything? Uh, yeah, get after it. Have fun because if it's not fun, then what's the point? <laughs> yeah. That too. That too. Yeah. It's a wild ride and you'll come out much stronger for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I would like to, again, thank Stephanie and Alina for joining Sam and me today. Brilliant insight into SGA leadership and all the good stuff that came along with it the past 12 months. And please listen to their words of advice. And I'm sure you guys will do a great job coming in behind us. And we're all counting on you. Thank you for having us today. This is so fun. <laughs> awesome. Glad you guys liked it. And what are you going to do with all your free time now that you don't have to be on the SGA? I actually have no idea. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, do I need to get a part-time job? I should probably start more seriously thinking about my wedding. But there's a lot of things on the table. I don't know. I will cross that bridge when I get there. <laughs> I'm going to get my DC driving license because driving in America is crazy and I need some practice. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. That's bold. Yeah. You guys need to use your turning signals more. My goodness. (laughs) Awesome. All right, guys. Well, this was fun. We will catch you here next time on McDonough Talks. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Mike.